Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and normally what I do is read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. But I will not be reading from my book of poetry on today. Welcome to 2023. (laughs) Today's date is January 1st of 2023, and I am your host, content creator, and creator of this here podcast, Teresa Reese. Now, what I want to do today is be extremely transparent. For those of you who have listened to my episodes, that's pretty much the narrative. I try to be as transparent as possible in hopes that some of the mistakes that I have made throughout my 48 years of living, I got a birthday coming up, y'all. Woo-hoo. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. So, um, I am wanting to be transparent on purpose. So that way, there, if there's someone that's listening and if they're like, I really truly kind of need to make sure that I'm making the right decision. Hopefully you can learn from my mistakes and not repeat my mistakes, excuse me, which is another reason why I share so transparently is because even I have learned from my mistakes. And so here on this episode and this podcast, um, I try to be as raw, real and wise as possible. And although some may agree to disagree with me in terms of what I'm about to share I'm about to share it anyway. So as I was going through one of my journals that I wrote, that I um, wrote a whole lot of inserts in well over 22 years ago, I I literally ran across a prayer that I wrote to God. And as I was reading the words from these pages, I was like, I'm not going to keep this to myself. Because surely if I'm reading these words to these pages and I am still impacted to this day by the words that are coming off of this page and these pages, surely at least one person will be able to relate to what it is I'm about to share. One thing I did have to take a moment to do, though, is reflect. And what I realized, excuse me. And this is not to speak a curse on anyone. Please don't misunderstand what I'm about to say. But what I realize is that sometimes even in our praying and our intent for the best outcome, the best outcome may not be what we're praying for. And it does not mean that your prayers do not work, in my opinion. What it means is that Our creator has greater in store for us. And sometimes I believe that we we have to be guided in the right direction so that we can experience some of the best things in our lives. Because sometimes we could be so blinded by lust that we call it love. Or we can really truly be blinded by love to the point that we are placing an individual above God. And God is a jealous God. He says in his word, he will have no other gods before him. So in a lot of ways, as I 
read these pages. Now I'm going to have to make some minor adjustments. Um, and that's just because I need to make some minor adjustments. So no names will be said other than, um, when I'm talking to God or calling him Lord. However, um, all the other stuff I am going to literally replace with something else. So I'll be saying this man, um, and I think that it's befitting because when I'm saying this man, now this prayer could be utilized for my current situation or a future situation for anyone listening, current, present, future, um, if you're wanting to say a similar prayer, this could help guide you in how to confess your sins before God and then ask God to help you change so that you can be the best version of yourself for your future hubby or your future wife. So with no further ado, I am going to read an insert. Now, I never paid attention to this before, but I'm going to share it now because I believe that everything happens for a reason and that this is by no accident. So I never even paid attention to the fact that I wrote this or started this journal insert on a page that has a scripture, Proverbs 17, 47. That says a friend loves at all times. I don't think that that's an accident. Excuse me. But I do think that it's by divine design that I'm just now paying attention to that page. (laughs) What it says at the top. This was written literally over 22 years ago. On December the 24th of 2001. Here I go. Lord, it is me. Your daughter, Teresa. Yes, Lord. I have done it again. I prayed for a husband, but I did not pray for the knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and compassion that I will need in order to keep a husband. Lord, I do not know how to trust a man. I need your help to trust this man to be the man you called him to be. Lord, I am not God. I am not you. I cannot take your place, nor will I ever be able to. Lord, I do not know how to be his friend. I only know how to be his lover. Please teach me how to be a friend to him like I am to my female friends. Show me how to have balance in this marriage. Please show me how to pray for him from the heart and believe that not only did you hear my prayer, but you are working things out for my good and the betterment of this marriage. Show me how to let go of my past hurts and disappointments and not compare my experiences of the past to my current marriage. Show me how to accept this man and love this man just the way he is. Help me to conquer fear with faith. I believe that this man is the man for me. I believe that he and I are meant to be. I believe our marriage is built to last a lifetime. 
I believe we will be able to defeat any and every demon that comes our way, apart or together. Lord, give me the courage to let go of my past and trust you with my present and with my future. Give me the courage and the strength to believe in myself and my decision to marry this man. I believe that this is one of the best decisions I have ever made in my life. Please do not allow me to destroy what I believe. Please do not allow me to destroy this marriage. I want to be married. I want to be married to this man. I admit I have never been a real wife. I admit that even when I was married to you, God, I did not truly understand. I was not loyal. Lord, please forgive me. This man is your child. You know who he is and who he will become in you. Show me how and when to submit to my husband, my true husband. Please help me, Lord. Show me when I need to intercede in prayer. Show me how to be the friend he needs. Show me how to accept him for who he is now and who he will become later. Show me how to forgive him sincerely. Show me when he needs space. Show me when he needs a hug. Show me when to approach him and how to approach him in love. Teach me how to build a solid, durable, fulfilled marriage that will, that will stand the test of time in Jesus' mighty name. I am open to your suggestions, Lord. I cannot do this on my own strength. I cannot do this on my own at all. I need you, Lord, and I desire to have a very prosperous and successful marriage in your holy name. Lord, I love my husband. I want him to love me as much as I love him too. I don't want to lose my marriage. I do not want to lose my husband ever. Show me what to do, Lord, and show me how to do it your way, not mine. I love you, Lord. Thank you for the victory over the enemy. Thank you for delivering my husband from this and any ties that bind him that are out of your divine and holy will. And thank you for doing the same things for me. From this day forward, I choose to love my true husband, just as you chose to love me unconditionally. And then I wrote under that, don't worry, it will work out, Teresa. So, for those of you who don't know, I am a divorced mother of six beautiful children, and I have one grandson. Also, I have four different baby daddies. <laughs> My ex husband is not the father of all six of my children. I had four children prior to getting married. I have only been married one time. 
And looking over that journey, I married for all the wrong reasons. Truth be told, I was still in love with another man. Yes, you heard me say it. I married due to a rebound, trying to prove that what one man would not do, another man would. But guess who suffered in the end? Not the man that I literally was trying to prove a point to, although he had, I'm sure, his own emotional damage from how I went about the process. But I'm the one who really got hurt in the end because I did not choose to be true to myself. And I did not choose to heal from my heart being broken from what I felt like was rejection at that season of my life, in that season of my life. But the reality of it is, is that that particular individual whom I hurt by marrying another man had proposed to me multiple times and I had denied him multiple times. So truth be told, had I stayed in my truth, there's no telling how the ending would have ended up. But pride got in the way. The Bible says that pride comes before a fall. And recently, what I've been really trying to do is weigh whenever I am operating from a prideful perspective, a prideful stance, or if I'm truly operating in love. So when I'm reading this insert, this journal insert, I am clearly able to recognize that although I wanted to be married, I did not know that it was more, when you marry someone, you literally have to die to self in a lot of ways. Now, I've heard a lot of people argue that point. No, you need to be your authentic self. You And I get that. But in order for the two people to become one over time, there's got to be some compromise. And sometimes a part of that compromising is that you're not always going to get your way. You can be authentic in the fact that you don't need to lose yourself in any marriage or any relationship. But the reality of it is, is that there has to be some give and some take. You cannot be having the mindset or you should not have the mindset of I'm just going to keep taking, taking, taking and they can take it because by doing that, you're operating in a selfish mentality instead of a selfless mentality. And if you wanted to be single, you should have just stayed single. So one thing that I recognize is that when I was married, we were both operating selfishly. Neither one of us really wanted to denounce our singleness, but we wanted the perks of marriage. And we waited to be intimate until our wedding day. But truth be told, guess what? We didn't wait long in our courtship. So the marriage dissolved after six and a half years. And for the most part, it was an amicable dissolving or 
hold on y'all let me see because i think the way that you're supposed to say it is dissolution so d-i-s-s-o-l-u-t-i-o-n it was an amicable dissolution which means the closing down of the closing down or dismissal of an assembly partnership or official body debauched living um dissipation so debauched is d-e-b-a-u-c-h-e-d so for those of you who don't know i like to look up certain words so that when i am speaking to the audience they are on the same page as me debauched is indulging in or characterized by no that's not right because that's not what that's not what i meant so let's disregard that part so we had an amicable dissolution. So, even in that, it still impacted my children, our children, together. Um, and, yeah, I learned a lot about myself. I learned about how selfish I could be. I learned about how I wasn't really willing to forgive as quickly as I believe you're supposed to be willing to forgive in a marriage. Um, I learned so much about me. I learned that I really did not want to be married to that man. Let me just keep it 100. The man who I wanted to marry was now unavailable to marry. So... In a lot of ways, I threw a temper tantrum. And my children suffered because of it. I suffered because of it. People suffered because of it. And that was selfish of me. Not to consider everyone involved. And not to be honest with myself from the beginning. Now, you can't rewind the clock. I get that. But for the sake of hopefully helping someone from repeating the same mistake that I did, I'm going to go back down memory lane for just a moment. What would have happened, possibly, if I would have taken the time to heal from my broken heart? Now, this is the type of, this is the trajectory that I try to share with my children in hopes that they can learn from my mistakes. Because what you don't want to do, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally, is bleed onto someone else because of your brokenness. And had I taken time to heal and really took a moment to own my truth, which was that I was still in love with another man, then... First of all, I wouldn't have had a marriage. Second of all, my younger two children, they most likely would not exist. So that's why I say everything happens for a reason. They, I believe they're meant to be here. But again, just for the sake of going down memory lane. Um, but I would have had an opportunity to speak my truth eventually, whether it be in a letter whether it be in a video, whether however it would have played out, I would have been able to confess how going through what I went through with that particular man, how it impacted me, how us not being together broke my heart, how um, feeling rejected because what 
truly took place is that he impregnated another woman who he had told me was simply just a friend. And I found out later that it was far more than that. And so I was devastated. So a lot of things that I did, it was acting out. It was just a lot of acting out. And so um, by my doing that, innocent people got hurt. My children became collateral damage. I stopped caring about a lot of things that I really should have been making a priority in my life. And there was a lot of suffering that took place. A lot of tears that were shed. Now, I was very transparent with my husband at that time, who was now my ex-husband. And I expressed to him how I still had love for the other man. And he led me to believe, for the lack of better words, that he was okay with that. Um, but as time went on, our relationship began to become volatile. So yes, I am a victim of domestic violence. Um, I've, I've been down that road as well. Maybe one day I'll actually talk about that to a, a larger extent. But the reality of it is, is that a lot of these things could have been avoided had I just stayed true to me. So I think I wanted to share that with you all because I understand that we are living in a world that we want to look a certain way, be a certain way, present ourselves a certain way. But at the end of the day, are you really truly taking time to be true to you? to speak your truth and love, to acknowledge where you've been hurt, to journal. Looking back at my journal, I'm actually grateful that I did that because I'm literally able to see, wow. And a lot of this stuff that you wrote, you are now more cognizant of and you are able to address and communicate in a way that you most likely would have never been able to do had you not gone through what you've been through. So it all worked out. Um, it worked out. Now, I'm trying to look up cognizant for y'all. Just got to make sure I spell it right. So cognizance, C-O-G-N-I-Z-A-N-C-E. So I'm, I said cognitant. So here is the definition. And that's C-O-G-N-I-Z-A-N-T. Having knowledge or being aware of. That is what that means. And these definitions I'm providing are out of the Oxford Languages Dictionary. And I tend to use that dictionary a lot just because it's quick for me to access it. <laughs> but anywho, I literally became more aware and I have become more aware of how certain situations make me feel. I've been able to communicate a whole lot clearer. My friendships have grown because I believe of that. Um, reconciliation has taken place in some areas of my life because of that. Um, I may never be able to salvage some relationships, um, but at least I was able to make peace with the salvaging of those relationships, if that makes sense. And so, um, and I said that wrong. I may not be able to repair 
some of those relationships, but at least I've made peace with the salvaging of those relationships. And so let me let you know what salvage means for those of you that want to broaden their knowledge. So to salvage is... Hold on, let me make sure. Oh, I did say it right. So salvage means to save. <laughs> so to save. I may not have been able, let me try, th- we're going to try a third time, okay? I may not have been able to salvage some of those relationships, but I have been able to make peace with the fact that they ended um, and how they ended. So, yeah, life. Is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get in my Forrest Gump voice. <laughs> so this is going to conclude my episode on today. But I do hope that y'all have the most amazing 2023, 2023, y'all. We are in a brand new year. Let's make brand new decisions. Let's make good decisions, um, better decisions so that we can really truly become the best version of ourselves. Um, the information that I share that I've written is not to be copywritten, is not to be copied. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give you an opportunity to understand that for those of you that are going through this process of trying to find your true identity, whether it just be individually or in God, that it is a process. We just don't get all of the answers like immediately. A lot of us got to do the work and a lot of us just don't want to do the work. We want the results, but we don't want to do the work. We want the reward, but we don't want to put in the work. I don't know why instant gratification is such a big deal, but the reality of it is, is that sometimes taking your time to take time um, to learn who you are and maybe a new season of your life to learn what it is that you like and what it is that you don't like is not a bad thing. It could save you so much heartache and pain long-term. And had I really grasped the concept of that, the wisdom from that, there's a whole lot, in my opinion, this is just my opinion. You could agree to disagree. That's your business and I'm okay with it. But had I taken time out to process my broken heart, and how I was affected by my heart being broken, then I truly do not believe that some of the decisions that I made would have ever been made. Now, all things do work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So even in my mishaps, even in my mistakes, I see where God had his hand on my life. But I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you that just because he still had his hand on my life, that it was not painful to go through the process. Some processes will be painful. And sometimes we just got to face them head on. Not be so concerned about the outcome, but be concerned about the now. How am I feeling right now? Why do I feel this way right now? What can I do to change the narrative of this right now? Who do I need to forgive now? Maybe going through that process will help us to understand there is a better, but we got to be willing to do the work. 
We got to be willing to do the work. There's nothing to fear but fear itself. And a lot of times we allow fear rather than faith to be the dictator of the journey of what we call life. Don't let fear be your driving force. Try something different in 2023. Try operating in faith. Well, I hope that this episode encourages someone, but please, please, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you so much for listening.